Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Badass Fertility Podcast. If you are a woman who's been trying to get pregnant and is starting to lose hope, become isolated or filled with self-doubt, you are not alone. And not only that, but welcome. You are in the right place. On the Badass Fertility Podcast, we pull back the curtain on the underlying stuff that can get you stuck on this journey. We look beyond the medical protocols and the dire statistics, and we focus on what really matters, what really determines your success on this journey. And that is the calling in your heart to be a mom. I want you to know We, the universe does not give us desires that aren't meant for us. If you feel this in your bones, if you are tuning into this podcast today because you have a calling in your heart to become a mom, this is meant for you. But sometimes we get in our own way and our greatest ally, our mind, our brain suddenly becomes a liability or even a hindrance rather than an asset to your success. But don't fear, because the ladies I work with are smart, savvy, badass women who know when they have found something that works. And this, my friend, is just the place you've been looking for. So let's get started. All right, so on today's episode, we are talking about what I'm calling the feminine. Okay. And I'm going to break down for you what that means. But the first thing I want to put out there is people have in our culture, in the society that we've been, you know, born into, raised in, you know, we, we have this misconception when you hear feminine, right? For a lot of people, myself included, before I started really digging into this, it brought up connotations of being weak, a pushover or a people pleasing peacemaker, right? It brings up these connotations of, you know, maybe someone who's too obsessed with her beauty and lacks brains, right? Or whatever. But generally speaking, this idea of the feminine is very much relegated to the back row of important qualities when it comes to success in anything in life. But today's episode is really going to challenge that notion. Today, we're really going to break down what is the feminine and how can it actually serve you? Not only serve you, but actually be your greatest strength on this journey. Because the truth is the most powerful energy in the world is the force of the feminine energy. It is the creator of life right? And today we're going to talk about this little aspect of feminine energy that tells your brain in words what you already know in your heart to be true. And that is intuition. So when you are in your feminine, you are not weak. You are actually the strongest version of yourself that you can possibly be. But that's when you're in the authentic feminine, not the feminine that's filled with misconceptions and relegated to the back row like we were just talking about. Okay, so in the chaos, the fear, and the uncertainty that plagues your fertility journey, it is so easy to lose touch with yourself. 
right? It's, and it becomes incredibly tempting to let the doctors take over and tell you exactly what to do and how to get that baby, right? And we even convince ourselves that by listening to the experts and doing everything they say at exactly the right time, in exactly the right way, we will somehow magically compel our bodies to produce a child. And we start to surrender our inner knowing and cover it up with this very simplistic binary belief that making a baby is as simple as getting some shots and some sperm to mingle with our eggs, right? Now, is it that easy for some people? Absolutely. But for those of us on the fertility journey, we have to up-level our game and really harness the power of the feminine to guide us through the reproductive quagmire and make choices that are informed, not just by the experts, and that is valuable for sure, but there's another piece that we too readily dismiss that when we start paying attention to it, like I said before, it becomes our greatest asset, and that is our own deepest knowing. So every human is composed of both masculine and feminine qualities. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you've got the masculine and you've got the feminine, right? In the world today, however, it is the masculine qualities of assertiveness, self-confidence, decisiveness, being goal-oriented, exhibiting logical and linear thinking, being competitive, right? Winning the prize. These are the qualities that we are encouraged to prize, strive for, and most importantly, in this case, fall back on when we're struggling, These are the things we think we need to be doing in order to succeed on this journey. And if this is resonating for you, what that's telling you is you're operating in the masculine, my love. And that has probably served you like so many of the amazing women who joined my program. It has served them so well in their lives. They are brilliant, badass women with incredible careers and accomplishments that they've made in their lives. And a lot of that has come from harnessing this masculine energy. So I'm not dismissing it or writing it off and saying, oh, don't do, you know, it sucks. Like, no. But what I am saying is when you are striving to become pregnant, it's imperative to actually cultivate a new kind of energy that you may not be as familiar with at this point in time. Because femininity in the context of the fertility journey refers to your inner knowing, the gut responses you feel before your logical linear brain kicks in. And again, sometimes we call this little aspect of femininity intuition. In a broader sense, when we're talking about femininity, it does refer to your softer side, your nurturing, self-loving, sensuous passionate, emotional, spiritual, compassionate, creative, and innovative side, right? It's all of the sort of softer, fuzzier, vaguer qualities that in our hard line, get it done, show it to me in the facts and the numbers and the data world, get written off as less significant. So on the fertility journey, femininity, as we're going to discuss it today, we're really going to talk about it as it relates to your intuitive knowing. And that's the inner voice that tells you on a gut level when something is right or not. So 
Every woman, every person has their own unique combination of masculine and feminine qualities. But no matter the combination, one thing many women on this journey do is they fall into the trap of being too masculine, right? Because it has served you in your life in the past, just getting it done. Struggle through until the end, push, push, push as hard as you can, and they wind up depleting themselves, their bodies, and their spirits, and it makes conception even more difficult. So the purpose of this episode is really to encourage you and give you a tool to foster connection with your feminine and cultivate it in ways that feel right for you. I want you to feel lit up, to shine with the inner glory of your feminine that lives inside of you and is waiting to exercise its influence upon your journey to motherhood. So part of connecting with your feminine side includes allowing what I'm going to call other ways of knowing to be part of your decision-making process. And this can be really, really scary, especially again, as I said, for women who have succeeded in the professional world and who have built a lot of their identity around that success, other ways of knowing does not get you into the boardroom, right? I mean, actually, I would argue it can very much serve you in getting into the boardroom, but it's probably not how you got there. It's probably something that you pushed aside instead of embraced. And that's because that's what we're taught to do. So, Oftentimes on this journey, we're so afraid of failing. We're so terrified of never becoming a mom that we surrender our connection to this intuitive side of ourselves and just allow logic and reason and statistics and data to drive the bus. But the problem with that is that not every decision you need to make on this journey is going to be best determined using the model of logic and reason. So, The Oxford Dictionary defines intuition as a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. So let that sink in. Intuition is a thing we know or consider likely from instinctive feeling, not conscious reasoning. So my question for you is, how have you allowed your instincts or feelings to influence your decisions versus how much have you followed your conscious reasoning while on this journey? Now, do not mistake me. Science, reason, logic, medicine, these are amazing tools, okay? I'm not knocking them. They enhance and extend our life as humans. They have made several numbers of my, my, the women in my program, they've helped them become pregnant through IVF and other forms of assisted reproduction. They can help miracles happen. Without them, we would not live nearly as well or nearly as long. However, there is a limit to what they can tell you about what you need to do specifically for your body to become pregnant and carry a baby to term. Only your intuition can help you sort out the myriad of competing prescriptions to help you get pregnant. There are choices, avenues, possibilities that only you know to explore, that your medical team is never going to put on the table, not because they are bad or unworthy, but because 
it's not their job. It's your job. It is your job to lead your bump squad and be the one who takes into account all of the various options and uses her own internal GPS to determine what is going to be the best thing for her. And I know this might sound so overwhelming, like, well, how am I supposed to do that? I just want my doctor to fix it. But I'm telling you, this is a power that you have within yourself. And when you learn how to harness it, you're going to become a mom. So one example that I wanted to give, um, because I feel really strongly about this because it was my experience, was when I was about to start my third round of IVF, I came across, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, you may have heard it, I'm not promoting it, I'm not encouraging you to do it, but um, I had undiagnosed endometriosis and I discovered an alternative treatment for it um, called WERN or Clear Passage. You can Google it if you have endo, see if it feels good for you. Again, not a spokesperson for them. I don't get any kind of anything for saying that. Um, but when I brought it up to my IVF doctor, my IVF doctor like basically laughed in my face and was like, they're just stealing your money. You know, and it was expensive. It was $6,000, but I had already spent, you know, nearly 50 grand on IVF, right? So which one was more expensive? And that said, I knew in my gut, because I'd been working on this stuff, I had been learning these tools, right? I'd been doing the work that I'm suggesting is so powerful for each individual woman on this journey. And I knew very clearly because I'd been building the muscles in my, in my brain, right. To, to recognize the signals when they came. And I just said, I'm doing it. And after three years of struggling, I got pregnant on the very next cycle. And I'm not using that to toot my own horn. I'm using it because the same thing is possible for you. There's nothing special about women who beat the odds except the fact that they learned how to do it. That's all it takes, learning how to do it. I want the exact same thing for you. I know, I know you have the power because every woman has it, but only some cultivate it and use it to enhance their lives. So when I studied closely, um, I studied for a year very closely with the world-renowned Marianne Williamson. She's, uh, for those of you who don't know her, she's, you know, coached uh, thousands, thousands of people. She's known all over the world. She's an amazing um, human being. And she always talked about our intuition as something like an internal GPS system that we're born with. So it's like, you want to think your intuition is connected to something that knows where you need to go and what you need to do. But the trick is how to clear out the competing voices and listen to it. That is very difficult in a culture that constantly teaches us to rely on observable facts to make decisions. But when we access it and listen to what it has to say, crazy things happen suddenly you find yourself at just the right specialist when you couldn't seem to find him for years. You somehow managed to get this discount on your medication that you really needed. Your egg retrieval gets perfectly timed because it had to be rescheduled for some reason. And now that's exactly when you wanted it to happen. I want you to connect with your intuition on a daily basis. You can start small 
and build towards bigger decisions. But the key is to build that musculature in your brain so that you can start to increasingly rely on it to give you insights on what is your next best step to your baby. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to outline five, how's it? Five steps? No, four steps. I'm going to outline four steps for you to follow. And if you want a written version of these, you can actually just uh, send me a quick DM on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram at Badass Fertility, um, you can find me there at Badass Fertility and ask me for the four steps and I will send them over to you right away. So the first step is, so the problem comes up and again, start really small. I'm talking about like, it could be something as simple as, should I go get coffee with my friend? Right. We're not talking about like, should I do another round of IVF or should I use donor eggs or keep trying to use my eggs? I mean, those are huge, huge, you know, decisions with tremendous implications for our lives. So I'm not suggesting that you jump right in. Um, I really think that when you start to play around with this and just have fun and be loose and free and easy with it, you'll start to see how it works and it will increase your confidence and your capacity to do it with bigger and bigger things. So this little problem comes up. I'm going to go with getting a cup of coffee, right? And because that used to be a really big thing for me. I used to be such a people pleaser and it was always hard for me to say no, right? And so, so let's say that's it, right? Maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe you want to think, you know, your a new work requirement has come up at work and it's pissing you off, right? And it may seem insignificant. It's really not that big of a deal, but it's, it's jarred you in some way. And now you're uncomfortable, right? You're stressed, you're angry, you're whatever you are. So the problem comes up. The first thing is you want to acknowledge whatever the emotion is that comes up. So our first instinct oftentimes is to fight against a negative feeling, right? But rather than fighting against it or going into the narrative, just stop and observe what is happening inside of you. Maybe you feel tension rising in your body. Maybe your mind is starting to, you know, run off in circles about, you know, the stories that you're making up about, well, if I don't go get coffee, my friend isn't going to, is going to, I'm not a good friend and I haven't seen her in a while. And what will it mean for our friendship? Or maybe with the boss thing, it's like this boss is always doing this and blah, blah, blah. And it's building up stress, anxiety, whatever it is, just allow that to come in. Allow yourself to be aware of whatever is being triggered inside of you and don't judge it. Okay. There's no judgment here. There, it doesn't matter what's coming up. The idea is just to sit with it. So step two is sit with it and breathe. Just Allow the feeling to wash over you like a wave. You don't have to be peaceful. You don't have to like it. Just watch it, right? So if you can close your eyes while you're sitting with it, it can kind of help you just sort of see and feel the feeling going over. If you can't close your eyes, it's fine. Um, Step three, once the initial reaction has started to subside and you feel yourself becoming more calm, just say to yourself in a loving way, I'm open to guidance on how to resolve this. What can I do that will make me feel better? What can I do? And then step four is wait for the answer to come. 
It will come. And when it does, you'll know it's the right answer because it will come from a place of calm. It may be hard to discern it at first, but with practice, it becomes clear. If the thought that is calling itself your solution brings up tension, stress, anxiety, self-doubt, self-loathing, it is not the right answer. So keep waiting, right? If the answer that comes up is like, I'm going to go tell my boss, blah, blah, blah. That's not your GPS, right? If it's, I disagree with this new requirement and ignoring it will cause me frustration. So I want to get in a space where I can address it calmly and clearly to my boss as soon as possible. That's your GPS. Or addressing this new requirement is simply not worth it to me. I'm going to feel better if I just let it go. That's your GPS. So it takes a little practice, but once you begin to combine your intuition with logic and reason, tough decisions start to become a lot easier, okay? Your intuition is a powerful tool and the musculature for it is not as strong as it could be. I'm, I'm going to guess, right? Unless this episode makes total sense to you and you do this stuff all the time, that's amazing, yay! But if you're like, okay, I need to try this, then you've got that muscle, right? It's just like any other muscle when you're going to the gym. You've got, you know, beautiful, I I mean, whatever, beautiful potential for a lot of muscles, right? But you can't always see them until you start to build them. So building the musculature of your intuition takes practice. It may feel weak at first, just like when you go to the gym, you don't start off with the heaviest weight, right? When you start working your intuition, you don't start off with the biggest problem or question. You start off with something small, that is reasonable for the muscle as it is right now to grow. So connecting with your intuition is a big part of resetting your mindset and tapping into your feminine that will truly help guide you on this journey and help you become a mom faster and with less stress. So please consider tapping into it. All right. So that is our episode for today. I am so glad that you joined us on the Badass Fertility Podcast. Um, Thank you so much. And remember, if you want a copy of this exercise that I just went through, because I mean, you can re-listen to it on the podcast, which is awesome. But if you want um, a, like a written copy of those instructions, just DM me on Instagram at Badass Fertility and I will personally send it over. And if you like what you heard today, please follow the Badass Fertility podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. This way you will be sure to hear our weekly insights and inspiration for your fertility journey and beyond. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.